Hey beauties! Hey beauties! So me and Nicolette are currently making a cup of coffee at 8.45 at night because we have no energy. It is the middle of the week when we record, but we're still here for you babes and we're here to bring you all the tea. All tea. All, all shade. All tea. I like know, we say tea. every week. We usually say no shade, but we always mean shade. If honestly. you hear that in the background, that's the fresh pot ooh, brewing. Ooh. ooh, I smell it. It's. I like, feel it in my soul. It's it's Duncan brand original <laughs> blend. We need this. I can't. We really do need this. Honestly, let's get into our topic today. What do you think we're going to be talking about? Well, I don't think I know what we're going to be talking <laughs> about. Anna, how do you like to take your coffee? Black. Like Ooh. women. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like to take it with a little bit of milk, like almond milk. Okay. Because I'm a basic girl. But, guys, okay, sorry. I was off topic for a second, but our topic this week is breast, breast reduction. reduction. <laughs> Honestly, it's something that me and Nicolette don't really relate to, but we do know that a lot of women have an issue with this, so we wanted to bring all the information. Even with things that we don't relate to, we want to bring you all the tea obviously you know so we want to we're bringing all the coffee today <laughs> you're right today is the coffee not the tea exactly and it's a really um popular procedure on the market because we know a lot of women they are born genetically with larger breasts unfortunately we both can't relate but yeah. we want to give you all the information to be prepared for an experience either going for a consultation and getting all the information about a breast reduction procedure or just kind of knowing what your options are and we know that this isn't something that's like purely cosmetic and has to do with beauty but it does affect a lot of women and it affects their beauty too because if you're not confident in yourself with your breasts and everything like that you can't wear certain clothes you feel uncomfortable you have pain while you wear certain things or pain working out like we yeah. want all of our beauties to feel confident and sexy we're all about body positivity here of course and you know what if you're gonna do a breast reduction we want you to have all the right tools to make that decision and know yeah. what you're getting yourself into. For sure. Like we always emphasize in every episode, you have to pick the right surgeon. We want you to know all the right questions to ask during a consultation and we want you to be prepared when you go through that process. Yeah, and you definitely need to know your own body and know what you're in for. You know, a lot of people want certain things in their breast reduction procedure that's just not possible for them. So we just want to give you all the information that you would need to get through just your consultation, honestly. Yes, everybody has to have realistic expectations, but we want you guys to have the knowledge mm -hmm. to understand what your expectations should be. Yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, so we took our first sip of the coffee. It's it's beautiful. I feel it in my soul. And honestly, we I chugged this cup. <laughs> Did you? Mm -hmm. I, I'm still halfway through, but that's probably because no. I don't have the dollop of al almond milk that you said. You know what? I'm back to the wine. <laughs> I chugged my cup. We're back in um, my lair, my she cave. We're Her basement. <laughs> you know what? I live with my parents and I live in my parents basement but you know what I decked it out it's cute it's a little she cave down here and when she puts a down payment on that house I'm moving in don't worry of course baby 
in there. You can be in the guest bedroom. But you know what? Nola's going to have her own room, too. Nola's my cat, by the way. She lives with me, and you might hear her throughout the podcast. Yeah, if you ever hear It's her. It's her. Unless it was that one, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, guys, side note is that... I apologize for all the ASMR for the coffee, but we're hoping that it brings you through the week. You know, it gives exactly. you a little Exactly. Happy boost. Monday to you guys. Yes. I mean, we record this in the middle of the week, so we do need this at 9 o'clock at night because we're pretty much dead inside. Me and Nicolette are powering through our time of the month, so bear with us. But we're we synchronized. Are he- yes. We are here to bring you all the tea in reducing those titties. Of course. Um, So Anna, tell us a little bit about breast reductions. Okay, so a breast reduction is surgical procedure that's done in the OR. It's an outpatient procedure. You basically go home the same day. It takes about an hour and a half to three hours depending on how extreme your procedure needs to be. Um, After you come in for your procedure, you go home about six hours later. Four to six hours later, we like to say, it depends on how you wake up from the anesthesia. But there is two different types of breast reductions that you can do. So, Nicolette, why don't you touch base on that a little bit? Yes, and I also want to emphasize that a breast reduction is used if you're having any neck, shoulder, back pain, Mm -hmm. if you have asymmetry to your breast. Yes. And also, it's just going to overall impact your self-esteem and make you feel better. There's many women who suffer with big breasts, Mm -hmm. and they have so much pain. They have the shoulder pain, back pain. They even have um, divots from their bra line on their shoulders. And also, teenagers can be candidates, too. Um, I told Nicolette this before we started recording, but when I was a lot younger, I had really big boobs and I thought I was in the future going to need a breast reduction but as I got older uh, my breasts kind of reduced and now we are we were part of the itty bitty titty committee before we got implants but basically teenagers can be a candidate for this too I believe you you can do it at 16 years old you have to wait for the breast to finish being developed. developed yeah so as soon as they're done being developed then you can do the procedure we just have to make sure that they're not going to change anymore from that time frame. Yes, and to touch base, there's two techniques that assess breast reduction. So there is either the vertical or lollipop breast reduction or the inverted T. Yeah. Do you want to touch base one? Yeah, so the inverted T is basically the anchor. So what it does, it's an incision that goes around the areola. It goes vertically down to the breast fold and then across from the breast fold. So it looks like a T. Yes, upside down. (laughs) Yes, upside down tea. (laughs) The lollipop incision is basically for people who need a less invasive type of breast reduction, for people who have minimal breasts to reduce, basically. So it's just an incision around the areola going straight down to the fold, but not across. Most surgeons will do the anchor technique because it gives them more control. Mm -hmm. Most patients who are doing a breast reduction are drastic, so they want that control and they also want to you know be able to assess the breast tissue within the area yeah get all the excess tissue that's unnecessary out so there is another incision that we didn't touch base on it's just around the areola it's called a crescent or donut i believe yes there's either the crescent that just goes around the top of the areola or the donut that just goes around the areola but the thing with this is you have to be a specific type of 
candidate for this procedure. You need to have the skin elasticity for it and you need to have minimal breast tissue that needs to be removed because the thing is that the surgeon doesn't have access to all of the tissue when they're doing it just around the areola. So I know that a lot of patients call us asking us for that specific thick incision but we tell them all the time on the phone you need to come in for an evaluation we need to see if you're a candidate for this because a lot of people come in and they have really big breasts and they want to get a certain type of achieved goal afterwards and we're like well you're really not going to achieve that with that incision you know exactly I know that a lot of people's main concern with the other incisions are scarring and that's the thing is like I get it We're going to touch base upon this in another episode. Yeah, we'll touch base about it in future episodes because there are a lot of things you can do for scarring. But I think the major point about it is that you have to weigh out your options. You have to see, like, is it worth it to keep your breasts the way they are without the scarring? Or would you rather have the smaller breasts with the scarring? I think that's for any type of procedure. Like me and Anna, we both mentioned we both had our breasts on. Mm -hmm. We both have scarring. Yeah. And um, I think that when you have a procedure, it just raises your confidence through the roof. Like I just remember the first weekend after I had my breasts done, I was like, I'm going out. I have all these sexy tops to wear like I'm ready to go I was at the clubs like I shouldn't have done this but I took off my surgical bra my (laughs) breasts were to my nose but I'm like I'm going out I'm showing off what I got and like I think the same goes for a breast reduction Mm -hmm. you are so confident with your results I think that there are so many techniques to assess a scar and you know, I would rather do the procedure, have that confidence booster with a minimal scar yeah. than go on with life and have that pain. Your end result does make sense for what you're looking to do. I mean, especially with people who can't wear certain tops because of their breasts. If you can't exactly. exercise like, because I of your breasts. I can't imagine. Like, I know that I have a lot of friends who have big breasts yep. and they can't even wear bralettes. Like, if you go to Urban Outfitters, they can't wear that Calvin Klein bralette that everybody's wearing on Instagram. Don't even talk about bralettes they can't even wear Victoria's Secret bras like no I know first of all Victoria's Secret um it's like false advertisement the secret is that they suck all right the secret is that their sizing is always I literally (laughs) just went there to get size and like listen I just got my breasts done like I know I am not a B cup because before my surgery I was an A cup but I know what a B looks like exactly and they were like you're a B and I'm like what are you talking about I just had my breasts done she was she was like it's COVID I can't size you correctly I'm sorry I'm like what so with COVID with you sizing me over my shirt wouldn't you think that I would be a C yeah maybe a little bit bigger like I kid you not I do not wear a bra anymore yeah you know what it is what it is Victoria's Secret is fake. It's, but a, what it's I was, a full secret. Yeah, what I was touching base on is that a lot of people who need breast reduction, some of them need to get customized bras. Like, exactly. we get calls sometimes and there's certain sizes. I'll be like, okay, what size are you now and what size are you looking to go? Some people will tell me they don't even know what they're looking to go. They're just looking to elite, like, relieve their pain. But some people tell me sizes that I haven't even heard of, like F or whatever, you yeah. know? I'm like, I can't imagine. So... I understand and we're here for you and we're going to help you through it. Exactly. Um, But let's get a little more into what type of 
what the procedure entails and their recovery and everything yes. like that. So recovery, um, it's about an extended weekend. You yes. like to say to patients, usually, you know, it's an outpatient procedure. So um, once you have your breast reduction, you go home that same day. Yes. You rest and recover the whole weekend. It depends on what type of surgeon you have, if you have drains or not. Mm-hmm. And usually drains are used to, you know, um, if you have a lot of fluid within the area, many surgeons nowadays don't need to put drains in the area it's just the technique they use a lot of fluid will not accumulate in the area it's more of an older technique to use drains yeah but drains are always good in the sense it's removing the fluid pretty much so anytime you have a surgical procedure fluid can build up in the area just from actually doing the incision and everything like that uh many patients try to avoid drains yes because they're they're they are uncomfortable. They're not intimidating, lie. and not for nothing, your drains can cause an infection. So the one thing, I mean, we touched base on this when we had Sam on the episode. Sam made it very clear that anytime you have drains, you have to keep it very very clean so you don't get an infection. You yes. know, but another thing that can happen is if you don't have drains, a seroma can happen. So basically, a seroma is a buildup of fluid in the area. It can cause discomfort or scarring, but. Like Nicolette said, a lot of times we don't need to use drains. Not every surgeon uses drains, but some do just to be on the safe side. Exactly. The drains do stay in for about one to two days depending on your drainage and how your body heals. It has to usually be under a certain milliliters just to get it removed, but it is usually one to two days. So like we said, it is a weekend, a long weekend recovery. So after you get the drains removed, then you'll start feeling better. But some people prefer to take a little longer off just depending yeah. on how they're feeling. Everybody's you know? pain tolerance is a little bit different. So some patients might need two to three days. Some people might need five days. And that's extremely okay. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to really milk it after my breast log and take a week off. Girl, but I was like cleaning that same night I got my breast done. She's crazy. I was literally a zombie. I wasn't a zombie. Like, I'm not going to make it so extreme like I wasn't in extreme pain but I was definitely not cleaning my kitchen like the video I saw of her oh I was and like not gonna lie I just like don't like being home and like cooped up and like trapped like I don't like my mom being like honey what do you need I was like get out of my way oh I milked it for my man I was he was like what do you need I was like I'll take this and this and this because on regular days he's acting like he's a surgical patient. So, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to milk it right now. But like I was saying, I wanted to milk it and take a week off, but unfortunately we work for a surgeon who knows how long it takes to recover. Exactly. So he's like, you better get your ass at work on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to the question. We all like to know, this is like my weekly saying, ¿Cuánto cuesta? How much? ¿Cuánto cuesta? So there is a lot of things that can go into the pricing for a breast reduction. If you're paying out of pocket, in New York, it could be anywhere from seven to twelve thousand. I mean, I'll say New York and Cali because I think they're pretty similar. Pretty in price. similar, yes. East Coast, West Coast, same thing. Yeah, but if you're in any other state, it could be anywhere from five to seven thousand. But with that being said, insurance usually does cover this procedure yes. depending on the insurance that you have and if it's medical necessity. So yeah. if you have that back and shoulder pain, if you have those divots in your shoulders from the bra, if you're if you're limited to physical activity, like if you can't do any jumping, if you can't do running, I know a lot of people say, absolutely no running for me with my boobs because they just bounce to my face. I get it. And also another thing that can happen is you can get inflammation um, beneath the breast folds. That can all be things that 
go towards your criteria for exactly. insurance coverage. Yes. Um, so basically what would happen is that you start the claim process. It really depends. You know, you have to find the right surgeon. If mm -hmm. you're looking for, you know, a specific surgeon, sometimes they're at a network. Yeah. And you have to take that into consideration as well because you do want to look for a quality surgeon. Yes. So while you're doing your research process, you know, keep in mind, do you want to look for somebody who's in network with your insurance if you only have in-network benefits? But if you don't, if you have out-of-network benefits, you know, your options are a little bit more flexible and you can look for somebody who you mm -hmm. feel like you've seen, um, you know, before and after photos yeah. and you know what they can present to you. Definitely. I like that you touch base on that because that's the thing. So we talk about it all the time. A lot of people could be plastic surgeons and not cosmetic surgeons. Yes. So basically... A plastic surgeon, anybody could do the breast reduction, right? Mm -hmm. Cosmetic surgeons are more for the look of it, the look of the scarring, the look of everything else that goes into it. When you have cosmetic surgeons, a good amount of them are out of network. Yes. So if you prefer a certain type of surgeon, you need to have those out of network benefits. Sometimes when you don't have out of network benefits, we can, I mean, let me not say we, but like surgeons can do basically a single case claim or a gap exception. But I'm going to be honest, if you have something like Medicare, if you have Fidelis. something like Health First, Fidelis, 1199, a lot of them don't even accept the gap the gap exception or the single case claim. Or they so might you, only cover a certain percentage. Yes. So you have to look at your options. You have to weigh out the pros and cons of what you're looking to do. And another thing is that I know that a lot of insurances will cover a certain amount of tissue to be taken out. Yes. So... That is something that if you wanted to do your research beforehand, you can always call your insurance company. If you were looking for strictly insurance coverage, you can call your insurance company, ask them how much they approve to get taken out of the breast beforehand. And insurance is a tricky topic. Like sometimes I get a little overwhelmed and you know mm -hmm. what, just take it step by step. Research yeah. doesn't have to be immediate. Of course. Research should always take time. Take a couple months to do that research. You know, maybe do what we said in the last video, Facebook stalk some people. Yes. Um, look at the before and afters. Get through the Yelp reviews or mm -hmm. real self. Get through everything you need to know to gather all the information to make the appropriate decision. Yeah. You know, if you are going to go out of state, look at all the pros and cons, you know, weighing out your flight fees, weighing out like what the surgical um, like anesthesia fees are. I think if you're going out of state, I think Sam touched base on it. A big thing that I would do is look for people's experience because out of state is something, I mean, for me personally, is so foreign for me that I would want to know that I'm spending my money to go to another state to even if you're bringing someone with you, you're going to get the experience that you're looking for. Let's also touch base upon the risks about doing a breast reduction. Yeah, there's definitely downsides to every procedure that you could do surgically. So one big one is obviously the scarring that we already touched base on. You're going to have scars after your procedure with any surgical procedure that we're cutting the skin. But mainly breast reductions, you do notice a big scar. Because yes. they are essentially going from the nipple down to the crease of your breast. So and it's a long vertical scar. Mm -hmm. And a lot, so everybody's different. You know, some people's body heal different. Some people can keloid after a scar, especially if you smoke, you know. Um, yes, and aftercare is the most important thing. For sure. For it, scarring. I mean, I didn't, you know, take into fact all the aftercare. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that me and you, our whole thing is that we work at the practice, so we almost make it so minimal, and we kind of make it seem like it's whatever, but it is a very important thing. Like, the way we treat ourselves is very different to the way we talk to patients on the phone. Like, exactly. Like, the scarring is a very important thing. Like, if you're very concerned about it, you need to make sure the second you're cleared to get on a scar gel. Rule number one is that you cannot increase your heart rate. Oh, So, yeah. increasing the heart rate basically runs blood to the area of concern. So it swells around the scar, which makes it harder for the healing process. It, you know, constricts your blood vessels and you really want to minimize any physical activity after a procedure. And one thing that it could really do if you are doing physical activity and going against what the doctor is saying it could actually open up your scars yes, if, you're, if you're really that soon from your procedure. We always tell people for four weeks after your procedure, any procedure, you do not do physical activity. You do not you know raise what? that I heart rate. I just got the funniest phone call today. And I want to talk about this a little bit because yeah. it made me laugh. It was like an old man actually. Yeah. And it wasn't about breast reduction. So it's a little bit off topic. But I was like, you know, nothing to increase your heart rate. And he was like, so I can't make love. <laughs> and I was like, um, you know, it's suggested that nothing to increase your heart rate. You know, everybody's got needs. I don't know how your heart races during that, but I mean, everybody's a little different. You know, some people, your heart can race. If you're I mean, really, some people are doing a literal workout. Bottom <laughs> line is you don't want to increase your heart rate yeah. no matter what. And also, just side fact, um, anytime that you do a surgical procedure – breast reductions, breast augmentation, tummy tucks, anything, Mm -hmm. you're going under general anesthesia. I like to tell patients that after a month of doing anesthesia, you're going to look a little bloated. Yeah. So don't be too concerned about like your weight. Don't be like, oh my God, I gained so much weight after my procedure. Don't worry, it's bloating. Oh my God, can I say something? So my first day back to the office after my, um, my boobs were done, I went in on Thursday to get my boobs done. I came back on Monday for my first day back. I remember I felt like winded. Like I literally felt winded walking around the office. And I walked past one of the doctors and we were just talking about it. And I was like, honestly, I feel like heavy. Like I feel bloated. I feel inflamed. I just feel like. And she literally looked at me. She goes, yeah, you do look a little bloated. And I was like, who said that? Dr. Stark. And I was like, oh my God, Dr. Stark. I'm like going to cry. But literally two days later, I was like feeling better. She was like, oh yeah, you look a lot better. I think it was just like my first day back, my first day really on my feet, moving around, doing a full eight hour shift. It was a little rough, but honestly, I think the more I moved around was the more the inflammation went down. But like I felt in my face too. My face was like rounder, I felt like. It does happen. So... After your procedure, you're going to be a little bit bloated from mm-hmm. the anesthesia. Yeah. Two, you shouldn't be working out because you don't want to increase your heart rate. Yeah. You know, I would say abstain from sex, but we all have needs and we need our fixes here and there. So Just be basic just, with it. Yep, just be basic. Do missionary. Yep. I mean, just do, you know, slow lovemaking. Ew. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> lovemaking. Ew. Um, but aside from that, like what I was saying, other risks. one big one is loss of sensation in your breasts or loss of sensation in your nipple. Sometimes when you do a breast reduction, the doctor, he can do a minor lift with the reduction depending on your boobs. Obviously after the evaluation, they'll let you know what you need. But if they do need to do a little bit of a lift, sometimes they have to remove the nipple and put it in a different place so that it's in the right place for your boobs. But that's only in rare cases. It's in rare cases, but 
with both procedures. So if you're doing a traditional breast reduction and especially if you're doing like moving the nipple around and doing a skin graft for the nipple, you could lose sensation. Anytime you do any type of breast procedure, we can't guarantee that the nerves will reconnect and you will be able to feel the sensation in the area as along with breastfeeding you know we can't guarantee that you're going to be able to breastfeed after but most of the time don't be too concerned yeah most of the time you do regain sensation yeah I will say it's probably going to be a couple weeks after initial procedure some people gain it right away Mm -hmm. I didn't have nipple sensation for about a full month and then I remember when I did get nipple sensation I was like whoa like what is this like I was was concerned so sensitive and I was like oh my god it came all at once and it was like, whoa, what just happened to me? I was concerned because before my breast augmentation, I had very, like, I had a really high nipple sensation, you know? And I was concerned I was going to lose that after because for people who do have that, it does play in effect with their sexuality and everything like that. So afterwards, like Nicolette said, we were both pretty lucky that a month after I still had my nipple sensation. So Honestly, it is a risk, but we don't say that it's definite. You know, everybody's different. Some people might experience that, but I I personally don't get a lot of calls, people saying that they don't. I never get any calls with, uh, maybe in the beginning. Maybe in the beginning they're like, oh my God, I don't feel any sensation. Yeah. I think that people's main concern is if they can breastfeed after. Yes. And most of the time, yes, you can. Because they do, um, with a reduction, most of the time they're not reattaching the nipple. In some cases they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time you will have sensation within your nipple and also you can still breastfeed after a breast reduction procedure. I think the main thing is that with any surgical procedure, everybody's body is different. So your healing process is always going to be different. We always like to tell people we can't tell how you're going to heal because every single person heals differently. I always say, I mean me personally, I always say if you're concerned about your healing, bulk up on your iron, bulk up on your vitamin C, bulk up on your like vitamins just to help your body get through that process, you know, especially if you don't take any, your body will go into shock and almost be like, what are these nutrients? Exactly. (laughs) You need to, you know, put the right nutrients in your body after a procedure. You need to take care of yourself. So iron, vitamin C, also if you're, um, you know, trying to prevent the scars, we always say talk to your surgeon about preventative care. Um, mm-hmm. Our office, we have scar gel. Um, you can also purchase biocornium. Biocornium can be found on Amazon. That helps with healing and has a lot of vitamins, so it's, it nourishes the scar area. And um, anytime you're getting a scar cream for after your surgery, definitely don't get Maduroma. You want anything that's silicone-based. And I think a natural supplement that you can use for your scars is actually vitamin E. So if you go to the drugstore, you can purchase vitamin E in a CVS, Walmart, Walgreens, anywhere. So it comes in a capsule. You poke a capsule and you actually extract that fluid and you can rub it on your scar. And that's really good for healing. I know that I definitely used, when I was younger, vitamin E on my acne scarring and it definitely helped a lot. And... I would just say the last risk that could possibly happen with any breast procedure you do is breast asymmetry. Your body is always, like we said before, going to heal differently. So sometimes certain breasts will look a little different than the other one. You know, we can't really confirm how your body's going to heal. But um, there is definitely doctors who are a little more well-versed in the procedure 
So Anna, let's get into our next topic. Since we don't have a fake it till you make it, at least we can get into celebrity gossip. Ooh, you know we love this. Of course. So um, I had to do a little bit of research, but I actually found some celebrities who went through a breast reduction procedure. Mm-hmm. And some of you guys may know. Um, obviously, we know Drew Barrymore. Yes, for sure. Um, I actually... Like Nicolette said, we had to do research because we actually didn't know a lot of celebs that did breast reductions. I mean, other surgeries are usually more kind of advertised online that you'll see like celebs before and after. But breast reductions are something, like we said before, they're medically necessary to a certain extent. So certain people don't really advertise that they did that. Drew Barrymore did it. Who is the other person? I think Queen Latifah we saw. Queen Latifah. And also, um, I don't know if you guys know this actress. Her name is Arielle Winter. She mm-hmm. was in Modern Family. She was that middle sister. She had the... I think everybody saw her grow in Modern Family. It was crazy because I was literally just talking to Nicolette about this before we started recording. So, Arielle was like a baby when we first started. When we first started. When the show... We, first- were, we were all part of the Modern Family experience <laughs> because that was the best show. It really was. It's such a good sitcom but she was a baby when it first started as she grew we saw her boobs growing with her yeah, she actually was an f cup i've never heard of an f cup but wow yeah that's what i was saying i've never heard of an f cup either but i saw her before and afters and one they are life-changing and two she looks amazing yes like, and you know what i love it when celebrities share their story and i think she did share her story story mm-hmm. she showed it with an interview in glamour magazine mm-hmm. um she basically told her experience with her life and health and just the benefits of doing the breast reduction procedure and it honestly is life-changing I think that we say this with a lot of procedures. We say that a lot of things are life-changing, but I think breast reductions is one procedure that is really life-changing because especially if it's going to affect your physical activity, your daily activities, and everything like that, if you can't work out, like a lot of people need workouts in their daily life just for one, your health, and two, your mental health, you know? So if you can't do that, it is something that really holds you back. So for people to share their experience and everything like that, I think that it's very appreciated to the community of people who think they're going through it alone, you know? Exactly. She looks phenomenal, and she, she shows off her body. Like, yes. she is so bo- body positive, and love I it. love it. I love a woman who could show off her body and not care what the internet thinks yes. about it. Yes, No, she's definitely a queen to us, And honestly. she's sexy. Oh, she's so sexy. She's hot. I was like, saying, I was Sophia like... Sofia Vergara, like, got competition now in Modern oh, Family. For sure. Because they are both, like, hot teas. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. She's coming for her. So, guys, this wraps up this week's episode. I know we kept it short and sweet, but we had all the information here for you guys. Yeah, we just wanted to bring you guys whatever you would need to know if you are experienced in large breasts and you have some difficulties with it. So, we just wanted to bring you the basic information you need. Obviously, you could always write in questions if you have anything else that we didn't touch base on. But stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be getting into that schnoz yes we're gonna have a hot steamy topic and we're also gonna have a guest speaker next yes 
So you won't have to listen to just us again. I know you guys just sleep through our voice. I know. But I know. No, I'm kidding. The, co- the coffee, um, it worked this week. But it brought us through, but next week we'll have someone to bring us through, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're going to have, you know, some personal experience. They're going to tell us the For ins sure. and outs. Yeah. And it's all about the, the tea. <laughs> all right. Thank you, beauties.